The meaning 17 in the Bible, as you research, you'll see a few different things. But most you'll see the meaning coming, giving us to understand that it's declaring or a declaration of overcoming the enemy. Mm. 17, overcoming the enemy and complete victory. Y'all don't know when to be churchy. Overcoming the enemy and complete victory. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 2, 14, now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in, in Christ. Always. Can you just tell yourself, always now? He always causes. Hey, Armando. Sorry. Guys, a member of our church has moved here and you're in great soil. You stay right here. So glad to see you here. He always causes you to. Triumph. If you are a believer in this place, I need you to stamp out always. No matter what you're walking out, no matter what you're working out, no matter what you feel like you are pressing through, trying to overcome, what you have to rest in is the power of truth. The Bible lets us know that it's truth that makes us free. If you want to set your mind free right now, if you are in, in distress, if you're worrying, if you feel bogged down by anything that seems like it's trying to defeat you or disturb you, distract you from the place. Do you know that our habitation as believers is supposed to be the place of full rest? As believers, you and I are supposed to be sitting in here in complete and total rest. Is it not ironic that that's completely the opposite of our experience oftentimes? We're in here sometimes in complete chaos, overwhelmed with worry and doubt, shifting in our moods and emotions. We did believe last week, but we're not sure if we feel like believing anymore. We gave God a yes two years ago. Wasn't it good enough that we said yes for two years? Don't trip if I'm going to take off all this year. I did it for two. I was okay for a little while. I served with gladness for six months, remember? So it's okay if I just feel like cutting up for absolutely no reason now. And giving the excuse of all these things that I got going on. And the reason that we excuse our behavior because of things that we have going on in our life. Because we don't know that we have the privilege in the midst of everything we'll ever walk through to say, now thanks be unto God. He always. 
me to triumph. My children are going haywire, but thanks. See, it would be different if I thought I had to stay right there. It would be different if I just felt like I was going to die in it. But because I got a word and because I'm a believing believer, I can look at chaos all around me and I don't have to put a period. I put a comma and say, but thanks. Enemy trying to kill me, but thanks be unto God. I'm sick in my body, but Thanks be unto God. I just started on what God told me to do, and now the enemy's trying to oppose me. But thanks be unto God. I'm here because God led me, and I don't see what he said I'll see. But thanks be unto God. If we really understood that we really don't have anything to worry about, How often do we forget? See, I forget sometimes, woman of God. I, 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 I forget. And even when I'm remembering, I battle to rest in what I remember. Come on. It's not that I don't know what the word says. I, I'll be honest and say, but sometimes I have to aggressively fight myself into the rest of what I know that I believe because I believe God. But sometimes as I walk through my situation, I got to battle and I got to wrestle with the spirit of doubt and the spirit of worry and aggravation and agitation because of what I see around me and sometimes it's a battle not allowing it to get in me and I got to think on these things real aggressively sometimes I can wake up thinking about the scripture with joy and sometimes it's an aggressive wrestle for the word to sit down and take a seat but nonetheless the important thing is that you and I fight to get to the place of the rest that the word of God through the power of Christ that he's given us to rest in rest is your portion not to be dismissive not to be avoidant not to act like you don't see, you don't see what's all going on. Of course I see. I got eyes I can see. But I got a word that's bigger. I see it, but there's something. That, uh, the font is a little more bold from my faith on the word. Yes, I see it. It keeps talking in various different languages. Sometimes it seems like, but have you know that the more you rest in the word and sometimes you got to rehearse a word you believe until you believe it again. Sometimes you got to keep saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it until you see everything that you kept on saying because the word of God is sure. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. He didn't lie to you. Faith simply says, I believe God told the truth. 
when we say I have faith for something, all I'm saying is I just believe he told the truth. I'm standing in what looks directly opposite from what he told me. But because I believe he's God, I just believe God told the truth. Is anybody in here this morning that says I could lean to this direction? I could be pressed into this direction because I got some lions and tigers and bears that's after me. But I just believe that God told the truth. I just believe he ain't going to leave me. I just believe he ain't going to fail me. I just believe he ain't going to put me to shame. I just believe he going to come through. I just believe that right on time. I just believe God told the truth. Well, what make you think it's going to work out that way? I just believe God told the truth. Sometimes I have nothing else to tie to his word but his word. See, it helps when you got a word and a few signs. Helps when you got a word and a little bit of evidence. But there are those seasons I don't have nothing to tie to his word but another word. I have nothing to tie to the fact that I'm believing this word but to keep on reading. I got nothing else to link to it. Ain't nothing else for me to grab. Ain't nothing else available for me. Sometimes all I got with a word is another word. And I know our soul and our emotions want us to have a word and. We're living in a generation that will say, I know God says this, but. What would give us the audacity? I've walked in such myself. What would give you and I the audacity to say, I know what God said, but? How many times has situation caused you to sit at the meeting table of life and say, I know what he said, but. Or to seek counsel and comfort and to allow the enemy to put you in a situation to where you become hostile With the only guarantee we got. Sit down with believers that made me feel or wanted to make me feel like I was doing an injustice because all I could give you was a word. that would beat me to the punch before you say, I know you're going to say, but I don't know what else to give you if you don't like a guarantee. 
Because one thing about the word of God, the word of God is the only guarantee that I got on my life. It's the only guarantee heaven and earth shall pass away. But his word, I don't know whatever else he watch over, but I do know that he's right now, there's a word over my life that I got God himself hovering. Y'all don't hear me. God himself is protecting and preserving your word. The word you forgot, the word you didn't got sick of, the word you say is of none effect. God himself is sitting watching. Saying you can't dissolve until you manifest. You can't go nowhere. Nobody can't take it or undo it. It can't be stolen out of the heavens. See, the enemy's trying to steal it from the only place he can touch it. He can't tell. The word that God is watching over concerning you. Yes, it's settled in the heavens. Ah, and he gave it to you. And it's for you to hide it in your heart. And what the enemy comes to do, he comes to give us these emotional heart attacks. Because what he knows is, if I'm going to distract you from receiving what's settled, the only place I can rob it from is you. Because in the heavens, it's in a kept place. In the heavens, it's in a safe place. So let me give you hell. So you open up the door and let me come get it from you. And what the enemy's trying to do right now, with all the havoc that's going on in your life, he's trying to steal from you a word that's settled. Mm. Some of you are allowing the enemy to cause you to walk away from a settled word. I, I challenge you right now, say, I will not be moved. I will not be moved. I know what God said, and I just believe God told the truth. I know what he promised me. I know what he showed me, and it looks like I'm a far way off, but I just believe God told the truth. I don't know if I got to keep on waiting or if he's just going to decide to speed me up. All I know is that before my last breath, I'm going to see what God said to me because God is not a man that he going to lie to me. He just ain't going to do it. And aggressively to get in a place to where we don't move from what's settled. That's what the fight is all about. Because the enemy can't outdo or undo what God has done. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory.
So the enemy knows he can't outdo, he can't undo. So he just going to fight you so that you will just move. Like I says, if I fight you good enough, then see, you. I know you got a whole lot of give up in you. And so since I can't take or change the word, I just cause you to drop it. Since, hey, since I can't do nothing because God has chosen to put a word over your head, all the foolishness that you tried to do, he's still got a word hanging over you your head all the many times that life should have how do we got testimony we only have testimony because the enemy failed do you know but his agenda was to kill steal and destroy and if there was no resting word over your head he has been here long enough to know how to kill you by now come on it ain't got nothing to do he's only powerless because there's a word because the enemy yes he has ammunition and yes he has tools and yes he has host and demonic forces he's only powerless in the face of Christ he's only powerless against the finished work but you fool around and mess with him outside of Christ you fool around and mess with him apart from from the finished work and then you'll see that this little devil you keep playing with this little devil that you want to keep acting like this that he gonna do it don't really matter you keep playing with a little devil the only reason that we sitting here with testimonies ain't because you so good ain't because of what you thought you did to get yourself out it was because he had to stand face to face after all he did with the settled work you didn't out trick him you wasn't that great of a hustler got to stay up all night to beat me no 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 there's a devil that has been he's been studying you long enough and sis to be honest you're a little predictable by now I done figured you out I know the devil has I've been with you six months and I can tell you what you gonna do tomorrow I know the devil has we're not that fancy if it had not thanks be to God thanks It's not sometimes, but it's always. Continual victory for us, full and complete. We put this 17th year for this ministry inside the 24th year. This 24, we're in 2024. 24 is associated with priesthood. It's compassed of multiples of 12. It takes on some of 12's meaning, which is God's power and authority. 24 is seen as a symbol of the divine order of God. Symbolisms of the 24. This was interesting because I, I'm sensitive to numbers and God's, the, 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 uh, God's in spirit, spiritual intent for numbers, but he does not always have me to get deep in and study or even minister from, but this time he did, so I know that this is very significant for now. Because even ministry from this nature was different for me. He says 24 elders in Revelation representing leadership and wisdom. There's 24 courses of priesthood 
in the Old Testament, symbol, symbolizing the order and the service of priests, 24 hours in a day, representing the fullness of time and the sovereignty of God. So 17 and 24, we put them together. This is the overcoming of the enemy and complete victory. This overcoming of the enemy in 17 and this complete victory that you're standing in even now, it is uh, uh, sinning and it's encompassed with 24, which is symbolic of divine order. It is the divine order of God that you'll now season, be the season of overcoming the enemy and complete victory. Places where there's been a wrestle. I'm hoping that you sense that the enemy has lost his grip. There's been places that you've needed God's sovereignty and his grace to free you from things, heaviness, weights, wrestles, struggles, even personally. There are some things that you, some of you have been in a season where you've been in a place in your life that you've resolved that only God can do this. You've prayed, you're fasting, you're attentive to the word, but it has become very clear to you that where you are and the need that you have in order to stand in the manifested fullness of victory, it, you have your spirit has resolved that this is a work that only God can do. I'm here to announce to you today that you are standing in the very time that your life is going to experience yeah, that that you already have seen and prayed about and that you know full well only God can do. Here's what the Spirit of the Lord said to me. From the very moment that I began, pastors, from the very moment that I began to pray concerning this service, said, God, what is the assignment? What is the word? Praying and um, 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 attending my, my ear to his heart for what he would have for me to, to come and to release. From the very moment that I even put my mind on it, I heard victory. For the last three weeks, I kept hearing every time I thought about you, the two of you. When I would see your flyer on social media, when I would share it, I would hear the word victory. As we were riding here, driving here, and God had already settled some of what he was saying, but it, was, it still wasn't all. I wasn't all sure where God was going. But I knew that this was more than anything a very prophetic time. And in those times, it's, it's like he gives me the settling of the word in just little pieces. And so I knew that it was significant because no matter how much I studied and sought him, he never gave me everywhere that I was going. There was no scripture that I was sitting studying over for the last couple of months. All I could do is pray and he just give me a word. I pray and he give me his heart. I pray and he gives me what has already been prophetically settled. And that word was simply victory. And the more I prayed, the more adamant he was because then to it he said total victory. 
knew he was saying victory, but I said, God, what else? It's a lot of things that I can, and if that's all you want me to say, I will. I hope they're okay. What else are you saying, God? What, what, where, where, where would you have me to go? What's your word? Where's, where's your backing? That's when he said, okay, you need something else? Total victory. Tell my man of God and my woman of God that this season mm, has been named total victory. Let me make that correction in this season because this is the time that you have arrived to that is a part of your destiny and a part of the fulfillment of what God continues to show you as leaders, even for this city, even in this work, and even for what you know that God is leading you to do in the stretch out. Because there is a stretch out. There is an expansion, there is an increase to what's inside of you. There is a an aggressive reproduction of the toiling and the work. You don't have all of that community for God to keep you closed into just a small space. You don't have all that community inside of you for then God to bind you to a group. Community is inside of you because community is inside of you. And what we carry as to give birth to, we understand just as women who has had babies that though you are the carrier, there is a real entity, a real life, an individual that will one day soon be an individual life apart from you in just a matter of time. And being the carrier of community, it was always just a matter of time before that that was in you separated from you and caused you to stretch out because what we carry, we carry it and then comes a time that it carries us. Ah, there's something about destiny and when we give birth to what we were prophetically ordained to give birth to, you're the carrier only for a little while and then it carries you over into the fulfillment of destiny. It carries you. When it comes, when you give birth, it comes with the power to then be the vehicle to get you to where God has already purposed for you to be. And God says that there is a demand on what is housed in this place through you. Heaven has placed a demand. Because what's inside of you, the testimony that you heard from just about three people, there's a multitude that have to get in your presence. There's a, there's, there's a multitude for you to pastor. And then there's people like us 
that just got to be here to receive from the poor. And so then you can rest assured that when you leave and when we leave your presence, I must be humble enough to say a little bit of what's inside of you and a little bit of what's inside of you then goes away with me. And so when I continue to pour, I'm not just pouring out in and of myself, but there's a deposit that has been made. And sometimes we don't, we forget that what yeah, the reproduction of who we are as pastors, we can get kind of closed in to what we are common with. And we, and we don't really often see and understand that your poor is a more than what you see and your poor is affecting more than what you touch on a regular there's people that's not calling your phone for further advice but have been impacted by your life and what they've been given to do is made better because you didn't quit and because you keep pouring and because you keep studying and because you keep saying something even in this time of this marriage conference and where God has us even in our ministry and building in our marriage ministry and in our uh, at our church back at home there are several tools that we needed to unlock where we are for even now we didn't come here just to partner and just to give something we knew that you had something to give so now we're further empowered by the revelation that you sought God and you kept on studying. But see, you kept on studying about that entity, that spirit of death that's coming to, 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 to wreak havoc in homes and to kill marriages and families. And see, we have some marriages right now that we're walking through. Most, it seems like most of them, would you say, that surround us in this time and they're suffering sorely. And uh, when you just open up your mouth and call its name. to couples that aren't even here with us are sure to be free because you opened up your mouth and now death has lost its grip. Oh, death, where is your sting? Come on, I just believe that there is no victory in it anymore and the victory belongs to God. Have a dear friend of mine been warring in their marriage, and it's looking really bad. They've made a decision. I don't know how God is going to do it. I don't know if they got to go all the way. I don't know. I ain't studying that. All I know is because I've been warring with her almost a year. And I know that they're believers and people of God, and they've been warring, but there's been something very aggressive. Hmm. And I've been praying because I believed God gave me a word in the beginning, but it's been about 12 months now, and there's separation, and now there's divorce papers, and now there's plans that maybe it's not going to work. But it was the moment that you opened up your mouth that God gave me another level to go in the spirit on behalf of my friends and call it out and say, I bind up the spirit. 
spirit of death. You will not kill the assignment. You will not kill the family. And I don't care how close to finish it looks like they are. God has but thanks be to God. Who always, I don't care how close it gets to a failure. I don't care how close it gets to a loss. My God, thanks. 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 Because of you. I just believe that it was in that moment. As I sat there. Attentive to your teachings, yet my spirit began to war. I just believe that now your revelation not only preserves them, but it now gives them the opportunity to snatch the power from the hand of the enemy because I know that's connected to them is thousands. Ah, sometimes God just have to remind us that what you're doing in your space is affecting more than your space. And if we, ah, sometimes the work, again, it can close us in. It can get us get in too close. But I just hear and I feel God giving you the wind that you need to say keep going going. Keep going. But this one, in this time, this is the time that it gets a little lighter. This is the time that it gets a little easier. This is the time, yes, that the weight comes off. I'm about to close. This is the time of breakthrough, healing, miracles, deliverances. This is the time. I'm closing. Musicians, if you can come. I know there's many of you that's in this place right now and you've needed something to break open so that you can break through. This is that time. Be it in your marriage. And I say that because we were here just at a marriage conference. I declare no matter what was in this place, we didn't get, a, we didn't get time to tell all We need a few weeks for that. But this I know, that by the power of God, every couple that was in this place, you're walking in complete and total victory. In your marriage, your finances, with your children. I declare that the strong man that has been trying to apply weight to blended families, his grip, his grip has been broken. Mothers, there are some of you that are here you weren't here. And maybe there's bonus children, stepchildren that have been added to your life. And maybe there's been a struggle. 
My husband and I shared our testimony, but our children were very small, so we were able to have control of it. Some of you have come together and you met each other with teenagers. Sometimes the battle is a little more aggressive. When there's children that want to act like grown folks. And fathers that want to be there don't have room. Because 12-year-old boys acting like grown folks. And a lot of underlying pain and things that need to be worked out and healed. And we don't always know how to do that because we're trying to save us. So there's fathers that had known how to get in where he fit in with children that they are not the biological father to, but they've taken on life with the mother. And there's mothers that have joined in unity with a husband who has children. But whether it be by children that are hurt and unhealed or an aggressive baby's mother that have just declared, ain't nobody going to be happy if I ain't. And because all of the ups and downs, it puts a constant rift on the two that initially we did agree until we start carrying other minds and other hearts and other. And there may be some of you in here right now that you're saying now it's putting where I was sure it's putting a I don't know anymore. Not because I don't love my spouse, but because we can't do this. I declare in the name of Jesus complete and total victory. I declare that the spirit of peace, the spirit of reconciliation, the spirit of restoration is falling on you and your family now in the name of Jesus. And I speak not only to the mothers and fathers, but I speak to children who are hurt. I speak to daughters who are looking for dad. I speak to sons who need dad. I speak to sons who need mom and daughters whose mother relationship is broken. And now the getting along in relationship with anybody is complicated. I declare victory in relationship in this house. I declare complete and in total victory in the name of Jesus and I declare that God is sending help to the camp in the name of Jesus we call on the helper now and God we thank you that in this time that you have declared victory over us that you are sending to us the help that we need I hear heaven saying help is on the way help is on the way everywhere that you need help Everywhere that you need a rescue, help is on the way. I speak now to single mothers. I got to move by the Spirit. Single mothers all over this place that's trying to do it on their own. And you're battling the hurt and pain of children that you can't reach. I speak to the aggressive. Eh, there's an aggressive spirit. There's a violent spirit. We counsel it now in the name of Jesus. We counsel it now. I pull down. I uproot the spirit of anger now. In the name of oh, the root of anger. You come on now. 
now in the name of Jesus and I speak healing to the heart I speak healing to the soul I speak healing to the man who's the hurt son I speak healing to the wife who's just a hurting daughter I declare healing now in the name of Jesus complete and total victory because when you are healed yes you can believe again when you're healed you can see like God wants you to see I speak healing all over the room and I declare that the enemy that has tried to sit on your dreams and visions that has sat inside your house I bind up the spirit of chaos I bind up the spirit of confusion I bind up the argumentative demon I bind up fighting I bind it up now in the name of Jesus Satan the Lord rebuke him 